Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring. It's not every day. You know what? Baseball isn't boring. Because of the education that we pass down to our our, uh, our younger selves, and our young how and the enthusiasm that we pass up to our older selves. Well, there we go. Here it's all right here on the podcast. Mike Burrow's top pitching prospect for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Rich Hill, newly anointed uh, social media star for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and also a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So there we go. So hey guys, how how you doing? Rob, thanks for having us. It's great. Um, so, uh, first of all, Rich, you got any Pittsburgh gear? Did they let you keep the like the Pirates gear when you did your hype uh, video? No, <laughs> no, I haven't got anything yet. I got to, uh, I got to call, uh, call the call the equipment manager uh, uh, Bones there and tell him uh, give me some, uh, <laughs> get some get me some shorts and some t shirts. I gotta gotta make that phone call. We only got a few weeks. There's only a few weeks left until spring training, so I. I think I'll survive. Uh, I just, you know, sometimes it's funny because I'll go through my stuff and I'll be like, well, there's, you know, twins. There's the, you know, Dodgers, <laughs> there's the Red Sox, there's the Cubs. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, whatever. So I got I got stuff. <laughs> Mike, I got gear probably older than you. It's crazy. <laughs> probably not that far off. <laughs> yeah. when, you were bo- when were you born, Mike? Uh, 99. Ooh, what were you doing in 99, Rich? Graduating high school. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> That's a great laugh. Um, all right. Well, listen, I mean, so Mike and I, Rich, Mike, to give you some context, Mike and I uh, have actually met in person once. He was at the Futures game at the All-Star game. And, uh, which, you know, obviously, you know, it's a great accomplishment just to be there. But, you know, he was nice enough to, 
you know, talk a little bit about, we talked, we were doing the base wise and baseball boring thing. And, and Mike, I got to tell you, so, you know, you saw me skirting around that locker room asking everybody like, why isn't baseball boring? You gave me one of the best answers. I'm not going to lie. And, and first of all, congratulations on being a published author because you're in the book. So, I mean, you had a good answer though. Like you had a really good answer. It was, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it was something to the effect of, so Mike's from Connecticut, you're from Connecticut, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. So Mike is from Connecticut. So, so his dad, you know, w- was very passionate about baseball. And you guys probably have the same experience, maybe a few years apart, but, you know, very passionate about baseball. And he wanted to pass that passion on. So he took him to Fenway Park and we said, like, the, the Papelbon walking music. That's the thing that, like, you know, it just, in, in the words of Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting, it just owned you, right? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, though, that was a, that was like my first experience with baseball. He took me out of school in like third grade, went up or maybe fourth grade, but went up to uh, Fenway, stayed for that whole game. It was a day game. Um, but Papelbon coming out to uh, shipping up to Boston, and that was like top tier for me. That was like my favorite baseball moment. Remember it to this day. One of the clearest memories I have. And then you were sold. That was it. That, yeah, that it, was it. It's weird, you know, going through that, like talking to all those people, they all have that experience um rich was yours at fenway as well must have been right it was it was at fenway yeah yeah it was like uh, when uh, dick raddis was coming out of the bullpen right yeah Correct. yeah yeah mambo mambo mambo, mambo. <laughs> <laughs> but what was it what was your first experience do you remember it uh yeah i can i can remember the post game uh because i got a sylvanair bat and i don't think there was a telephone pole that didn't get whacked all the way to the train station (laughs) (laughs) i hit it every every i was on my dad's shoulders and every time i'd go by a telephone pole i just whack whack the crap out of it and i got home and i had all these dents in the you know the sylvanair bat or whatever and uh but i that was my first memory of uh going to Fenway Park and I was I was uh I was definitely too young to remember the game but uh one of the one of the best memories was we we were able to it was in 1992 we were able to catch the Texas Rangers it was a makeup game and Nolan Ryan was pitching um so it was really a really cool game uh just from the aspect of being 12 years old and understanding you know a little bit more about baseball and who was pitching and all the dynamics that were going on and I got a foul ball so it was a little bit different your first game you get a foul ball no, 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 not my first game. No, 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 oh. no. My first game was, uh, this is like, you know, this is the memory that I have of uh, this game. That, oh, that was okay. uh, one of the first games. <laughs> that's still, that's insane. Like, Mike, have you ever caught a foul ball? I mean, this is something that I didn't do. I The first time and only time I ever did it, I was broadcasting a game in Kansas City. Salvador Perez, like, hit a rocket skipped off the thing and I just reached up my hand boom there it was that was the only only time I've ever come close have you yeah. ever caught one um almost off the face my dad stuck his hand out in front of me and, and snagged it but now um I never personally caught one no that was at a minor league game too but um we would try to sit behind first base dug out of Fenway and like see if any you know see if anybody throws a ball on their way back in but Nothing. that was really it no foul did, balls no. did he did did your dad keep the ball Oh yeah. Well, he gave it to me, but we. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, so so I guess I guess technically you did. So, um, so a little bit, uh, you know, background with Mike also that he's rich. 
He has been put on the 40-man roster. He will be in the clubhouse yes. with you, right? Yes, uh, yes. Maybe, right, awesome. maybe the locker locker right next to you. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we can make that happen. I have a lot of pull in the Pittsburgh clubhouse. I know the GM uh, very well, Ben Sherrington. So yep. I am going right after this podcast, if it's all right with Mike, I'm going to say, Shelter. please put Rich Hill and Mike together. All right. Request it. <laughs> uh, request. All right. You got a number yet, Mike? You got a number? Um, no, I mean, nothing listed online. I don't, I don't know what I'll be. I have no idea. What's your number? If you like, obviously, you know, you maybe not, don't get to choose right away, but what's your go-to? Minor leagues. I was always 50 something, usually 50, um, but 50 or 55 would be my go. Okay. Any reason? Yeah. No, I I wore five in high school because there was only like numbers one to 16. So I picked five yeah. and then kind of just rode with the fives the rest of the way. Well, there you go. How many different numbers have you had, Rich? Oof, I can't even count that high. <laughs> <laughs> one to no, 99. I, yeah, no, I've uh, first number was uh, 53. And then uh, the lowest number I've ever had was 14. Um, and then... I've had 44 the last, I don't know, whatever years, but um, Bryce picked 44. So that's why we've. So we've it's a solid, that's a solid number. Good job, Bryce. Yeah, it's a good number. It's a hitter's number. And, you know, I think that pitchers to make baseball uh, not boring, which it isn't, uh, bring <laughs> back the pitchers, let the pitchers hit. <laughs> oh really? Oh well. Okay. No, no, it's a, no, no, it's, a it's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. But so so uh, you know, I'm I'm here to do uh, do God's work and uh, and and help and help Mike as he's introduced to the forty man roster in the spring training. He did um, he did pitch. You said Mike. You said one or two innings last year. Grapefruit League. I got two innings. Two innings. Yeah. And who was it against? Uh, the Tigers. How do you do? Too perfect. Oh, man. Yeah. Then they cut me the next day. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to spring training. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, uh, listen, you got to keep that spring training ERP perfect. So, Rich, um, you know, the, I always find it interesting, and we're only, we're only about a month away from spring training, really, and how the, 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 the beginning of spring training in clubhouses, major league clubhouses, is so – different because you have so many guys number one because not only do you have the 40-man guys but you have the non-roster guys and and there's all kinds of different dynamics there's the guys in the corner there's the guys who you know who are just happy to be there and they're playing ping pong all the time there's all kinds of guys rich tell me tell mike like what it's like when he walks in there on a 40-man roster in the major league clubhouse that first day well, I mean, I, I don't think there's quite an experience like it because, you know, first it's a it's a privilege to be able to wear a major league uniform, um, and being having done this for you know quite a while now, going three decades, you know, parts of three decades into this, it's it's uh, it, it. The longer you do it, the more you realize that that we are extremely fortunate to be able to be in this position, and obviously that's not for. Uh, lack of effort and work ethic that has gone into being in the position and getting into the position of getting into a major league clubhouse and being part of a spring training. But, um, you know, the work is something that you start to see uh, right away, um, you know, and, and you can see it in guys that are obviously the veteran guys that have been around and you, and then you start watching how they work and then you understand, you know, why they've been around for, 
the amount of time that they have been and why they've had the success that they've had. Um, and also, you know, just, just understanding kind of the, the dynamic of the day and, and the flow of spring training and understanding where you need to be. I think that's one of the things that sometimes, um, you know, catches, catches up with guys in their first spring training, especially just knowing what field to be at, uh, understanding, you know, when your bullpens are, um, and what you're supposed to do, you know, after your bullpens, when you're lifting, um, and, and really timing out your day the night before. Uh, and that, that, that was one piece of advice, um, Greg Maddox gave me, was like, just know, know what you want to do the day before you come to the clubhouse. And I thought that was, you know, it speaks volumes to, um, you know, how simple it is, but it also is something that you can carry over for the rest of your career. And it, and it you know, makes things so much more simple. Um, but that's, you know, that, and I think the other side of it is the media, you know, the media makes it a lot of fun. Um, everybody's excited. <laughs> they do. I mean, they do. You guys do. It, you're excited for spring training. I mean, it's a new year. It's a new, it's a new beginning. Um, you have new faces in the clubhouse. Everybody wants to get to know each other. Um, but again, it's, it comes down to, again, the, the, the amount of work that goes into the, the, the days that are leading up to the season. And that's our day one of spring training. Well, one of the weird things about spring training is how it's complete opposite time-wise of everything you do for the yeah. next six months, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you get out, you get there, what, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30 yeah. at the latest, maybe. Because yeah. um, I know this because media, the media the clubhouse usually opens, I think, like 8 o'clock. And it's so bizarre. And it really is bizarre where you, you're – because obviously you guys are nocturnal. It's – and but that is a and that's a like that's Mike. Are you a morning person or no? Um, if I have to be, then I have to be. But I'm I'm typically not. No. So. <laughs> well, well. So in your previous spring trainings, what was that like? So when when Rich talks about that stuff, okay, like it's not like you haven't been through spring training before. Does that resonate to you? Because, or is it like, can you picture that this is going to be different than what you're used to? Did you have to show up that early before? I don't even know. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. Minor league camp was the same way. You're starting starting early, but um, it's just different. I mean, just going to big league camp last year, once it started after the lockout, it was like I knew I had to lock it in. You know, it was just different. I felt a whole lot different about it. I felt like. I needed to kind of like step it up a gear and like almost I wanted to be up an hour early, like just to make sure that I was up and, and that I was going to be there on time early for that, for, for that matter and make sure I'm ready to go when, when I need to be. And, and just, you know, I'd wait there for an hour, you know, it's just, that's just kind of how, how I was last year, but, and I'm sure it'd be the same way this year. I, I doubt anything changes. Um, I'm just excited to be down here right now. So. Well, yeah, but, but that, that leads us, by the way, we should make note. Do you have an air mattress? Because Rich still doesn't have a place to stay in Bradenton. So. <laughs> I, actually, I do have an extra room. I don't know if you'll fit. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> can, yeah. can you squeeze Rich's whole family in there? <laughs> yeah, it's either that or field three in left field. I'm going to put a tent up. Get ready. <laughs> Bring a grill. Bring a grill and invite some of the fans. <laughs> hey, why not? Make your mark. Yeah. But it's 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 uh you know and is that 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 does my heart good though Mike talking about like that image of you know the excitement of it of you know wanting thinking and getting excited for that day 
get it. And we we sort of we we're jaded by it. Believe me, media is completely jaded by it. Ah, oh, we got to go to the clubhouse at eight. Ah, oh, we got to talk to the manager at nine thirty. Ah, oh, we got to go through the spring training game. But the excitement of playing baseball with the major leaguers, I mean, that's something that, as Rich said, I mean, not you shouldn't take it for granted. But also, I don't know if I'm trying to get you jacked up for the season is what I'm trying to do, Mike. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, is it working? I mean, I'm definitely already <laughs> jacked up. I mean, there's a 13-year big leaguer on the call right now that I'm going to be sitting in the locker room with. Our vets the last couple of years have just been, if you're in arbitration, you know, so it's a lot different when you have him and Kutch is coming in. I mean, it's just going to be really cool to, to just have a chat with you, man, and and just get to know you a little bit and and ask you a couple of questions if you don't mind. Okay, all right, here, all right. So I, I'm not here. I'm not here. Yeah, not I'm not here. here. Yeah. You guys are sitting on stools. Go ahead. <laughs> no, seriously, oh, go ahead, Mike. Ask a question. I'm not here. I mean, I actually. So I I, I wanted to bring this up. So I went to uh, Mohegan Sun when you were talking uh, there during the baseball convention with my with my right. dad when I was younger. And you were talking about the curveball and, and, you know, yeah. how you threw it and what you thought, your whole thought process. So um, I actually took took a couple pieces from that and when I was a kid. And, and that's – I'll tell you right now, that's part of the reason my curveball got so good is because I was, like, going to stuff like that and, and listening to you talk. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's yeah. great. That's great to hear. I mean, I, I that's one thing that I always uh, – if guys have any questions whatsoever about anything, you know, routine – uh, uh, pitchability, uh, usage, um, you know, shape of curveball, uh, you know, uh, using your delivery as another pitch. Um, any, any, any questions at all about pitching whatsoever, or you know, just how to get through the uh, day-to-day grind of a 162 seat game season with. 20 off days uh, over seven months or whatever it is, six <laughs> months. Uh, but just trying to, you know, those, those things are, uh, I'm open to all that. So I'm looking forward to it in spring training. Well, okay, all right. Okay. Enough of the surface level stuff. What did he teach yeah. you about the curveball? Like this, come no. on, let's get into the brass tacks here. Well, Mike, I mean, it was, go it ahead. Was real sim- it was real simple stuff. It was really simple stuff. I mean, just like, his grip, how he was thinking about it. I eventually created my own, you know, down the line. I started playing with like a modified spike grip and all types of stuff. But really the thought process he went through, like just talking about how he, you know, like maybe feeling some extension through it, getting, you know, feeling the ball out, you know, throwing it hardest when it's when it's out in front of you, not when it's behind you. Just like little, little, little tips that that just kind of went a long way as far as like my thought process, because I knew nothing. I was like 14, 15. I mean, my dad played a little bit of Juco ball, but he didn't really, he didn't really pitch much. And it was, I mean, it was just, it was cool. It was cool. My dad to bring me to something like that and pay for tickets to go see him. And, and, you know, it was, it was super basic stuff that I, that I took away from it. And honestly, I don't, I don't know how in depth he he got into stuff. I, I don't really remember much. I just remember listening to that talk and remember seeing him and remember being in that room clear as day. So um, that was just really cool. It was really cool to go to and, and just taking a few things away, even if it was one thing um, I know it was a part of it. So, so with that in mind, so now you know, so 14, so whatever, nine years later, Mm -hmm. now you're congratulations. You're sitting on the stool next to the guy who was 
you know, an hour away from um, hitting blackjack at Mohegan Sun. Right, Rich? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Okay. Sure, sure, whatever. Um, but so now so now it's nine years later. You've you've accomplished so much, Mike. You've you've um you've evolved to this spot where you've earned this right to be there. Now it's sort of a time to like to talk about the next level of pitching. And and Rich just like made some mention of it, you know, in terms of approaching. Like so and this is sort of, I'm just geeking out on this stuff because I'm not a major league pitcher, but you guys are obviously are are of that ilk. I'm just anxious, like Mike, honestly. What would you ask say when you say to Rich like the in depth in depth stuff about facing major league hitters? Is there already because I, you probably learned a ton in the last couple of years. Holy mackerel! Every time you get closer and closer and closer. But is there something that you you would say? You know, how do major league hitters do this? What would you do here? Anything along those lines that might go way over my head, but will hit uh, Rich right where it hurts. I mean, I, I I hope I'm up there long enough to be in you know in the in the dugout, you know, seeing certain situations to be able to ask questions like that. I think those are like, you know, that stuff that you see in moment and you're like, Hey Rich, like, what do you got on this? Um, but I mean, not to hype you up too much, but you're like the Tom Brady of baseball, dude. You're like, you're going on 43 (laughs) here. Like, I I think it'd be like, what's the secret sauce? How, you know, how do you play for freaking 13 years across three decades? It's just incredible. Like the, the adaptions, you you know, you have to make in order to do that. Kind of yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Well, is well, what, what is this? What, what, go ahead, Rich. How, how do you do it? How do work. you do it? Work. <laughs> okay, so so I know, I, 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 Mike, I keep saying you're twenty three. Twenty, are you twenty three? Yeah. Right, twenty three. Is yeah, that right? Twenty three. Twenty three. Rich, you know, not, we're not going to say what year you were twenty three yet, but Rich, like, so you go back and you're in his shoes. Yep. What would you tell your twenty three year old self? Uh. The intensity and the aggressiveness is mandatory to go out there and uh, pitch in order to achieve that conviction. Um, and the conviction is is everything, uh, no matter what the outcome is. And that's something that you have to pitch with, uh, regardless of any situation, regardless of where you are, uh, Again, backfield, field seven uh, in, in, you know, spring training, uh, rehab assignment in front of nobody in the World Series, uh, in the postseason, in games 28 of this season against whoever with a packed house, uh, you know, game 162 for the division. It doesn't matter. You're the same guy every single time you go out there and pitch. And you pitch with that conviction and you pitch with that intensity and, you know, uh, the outcomes will happen in your favor over the course of time. But do not attach yourself to outcomes at all. Understand that, you know, the moment is what is most important. And when you are in that moment, that is when you, uh, you know, you let that, you know, you let that intensity come out of you and you let that kind of inner whatever is inside of you, whatever you vision yourself as, you know, that's, that's between the lines and, you know, that, that is not, there is no compromise between the lines and there's no, uh, no apologies. 
<laughs> okay, so when that, did that's, you, what I, that's what I would tell myself. No, that's good. That's good. So Tom Brady of baseball. When did you figure that out? Is this is this for me? I didn't know if that. Yeah, was... well, there's only one Tom Brady of baseball on this call. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I would say that it came and went, and when it when it when it was there, uh, uh, basically like the 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 situation when I was younger uh, started to uh, you know get bigger and bigger as far as like bigger and bigger as far as what was asked of me to to do as far as uh, pitching in bigger games and mentally thought I was ready to handle it and definitely was not ready to handle it because I was way too outcome driven and I was you know living game by game as opposed to moment by moment and having the ball come out of my hand the way I wanted to. Um, but I would say that it really struck uh, solidification um, around the 2011 season. Uh, and then, of course, being, you know, it continues. There's always going to be ups and downs in our career in life and, and as we go along. But uh, for me, it's just baseball or pitching continued to reinforce why I love to play the game and the competition is and the intensity of the competition is something that you can't, I don't know. It's just very difficult to replicate in anything else that we do. And um, I think that's something that, you know, again, was reaffirmed to me in 2015 um, being out of the game and then getting the opportunity to get back into starting uh, and really taking the reins of the opportunity and not really caring about anybody else's opinion in, in a good way, not in, you know, not in a negative way, but uh, as a, you know, as opposed to before uh, you might not see the same guy that's out on the mound now uh, as, as you did um, in 2006, let's mm. say. Well, you know, and, and one thing, Mike, I can tell you watching Rich pitch, you know, pitch the side session in the bullpen on February 26th, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of screaming going on, right? There's a lot of, but it's not, it's not like, it's not like tennis screaming. It's not like, you know, over, it, it's, it's, I, it, it's exactly what you're talking about, Rich. And tell me if I'm wrong, but it's um, you're living you're- in that, in that moment, in that pitch. Yeah. And that, yeah, and that that random that random pitch in that random bullpen on field five, and yeah. Yeah. either you're happy with the pitch or you're not happy with the pitch. Much like if you're standing on the mound in the World Series, either you're yeah. happy with that pitch or you're not happy yeah. with the pitch. Well, and you're going to get the same guy. Like that bullpen is the same guy that you're getting there as you are getting in game whatever of the World Series. It's the same guy. Um, and the more we do that, the more we replicate that uh, action, that person, that intensity, um, the more consistent results you're going to get. And the results aren't what we're looking for, but the results are what I'm talking about when I say results is how the ball comes out of your hand, because that is a result. But you take the small results, so you take, you know, how the ball comes out of your hand for one pitch, and then you do it again, two, three, whatever, 110, whatever, 110 pitches, and you try to have it come out of your hand as many times as possible the way you want it to. Um, And by doing that in February, it's going to reinforce it for October, and that's when you want to pitch. 
you want to pitch in October. There is nothing like it. It is, uh, you know, uh, for me, getting the opportunity to be able to do that and, uh, you know, it's just something that <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. You just, you want it. You, that's, that's why we play, you know, to get to that point, uh, to have the opportunity to, to win a World Series. And that's something that, you know, I really believe that in Pittsburgh could be a reality this year. Um, but the thing is, is that it starts with a belief. It's not like, well, we lost 100 games last year. It's like, yeah, no shit, you lost 100 games last year, but that's last year. <laughs> this is a different season. We change our mindset. Our mindset goes to the action, and our action is in, in, has the intent of how we want what we want to become. Um, and that's that's what you know any team can can accomplish. But if our mind and our thoughts go to somewhere else. Uh, and, and that is what we'll become at the end of the year. Uh, but I think that that in February, the same guy who's throwing that bullpen is the same guy in October. Um, doesn't matter. You know, you don't sacrifice uh, your intent because of the uh, location or, uh, you know, oh, I'm just throwing aside today. Well, it matters. Everything matters. It matters the way the ball comes out of your hand on that side in February because it's going to have a carryover effect, uh, you know, into, you know, the next month or the next outing, the next outing, and the next outing. So, again, the reinforcement is, is extreme, extremely important. Are you good at that, Mike? So, like, you, you hear what he's saying, and, like, and, and it's okay if you aren't, you know, because this is, you know, the, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. Not, yeah. not, I, I mean, not, wor- not, wor- not worrying yeah. about like what coaches are looking at you, what, you know, what this is going to mean for tomorrow. Like you, you just mentioned Mike about how you pitch two perfect innings and you get cut the next day. You're probably out there thinking those two innings, well, you know, all of these things. I don't know where. I, so I'm just interested. Do you think that you're, you're pretty good at that mindset now, or is that something you have to work on? No, I don't. I don't think I'm perfect at it. I think, I think that that mindset of being convicted every pitch and like acting like every pitch matters. It's not even like acting. It's just it's almost in nature to to care about that bullpen because I I threw one today and like they're like, oh, you know, you're just you're just a little rusty, you know. And I'm like, yeah, f that, you know. Just like it, it was like my second bullpen, but it's still like. You, you throw that bullpen and it is January, but you're still frustrated with some things and you want things to, to, to come out better. You might've put expectations on it or, or what, you know, what have you. I think the, the one thing that resonated with me really well was not attaching yourself to outcomes. And I think that's something that's like so huge. I've never heard any, anybody put it like that, but I think that we value ourselves a lot off of our outcomes because it's our whole life. It's our job. And it's like what we do every day. So um, trying my best not to value myself off the outcomes and, and understand that, you know, I can make one pitch one day and it's going to be, you know, straight there in the corner. And the next day it could be the same guy, same situation, same pitch, and it could be a double in the gap. It's just, it's, yeah, it's that stuff. It's, it's, it's a really hard concept to grasp. Um, and, and it is something that I think is just continuously worked on and, and, and read refined and, and, um, trying to perfect it. Rich, have you seen have you seen that that's the toughest thing for young pitchers 
coming oh, yeah. up on the cusp of not to worry about outcomes? Yeah, because exactly to Mike's point, it's just like that's everything is based on outcome in sport, right? Uh, but the thing is, is that uh, by removing ourselves from the outcome and being in the moment, um, it, that's the one thing when we go home at night, you know that you went for it. So that was one thing that I told myself before the first World Series game that I, I had ever pitched in. I said, what am I going to remember in 10 years? What am I going to remember in 15 years? I'm not going to remember, you know, about how the game went. I, 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 you know, whether we won or we lost, but I'm going to remember if I went for it. And that's the thing that will keep you up every single night. It doesn't matter about, you know, again, uh, you know the, what the score of the game was. It matters if you if you you're you you are intent and you are convicted in your approach, and that's something that I can you know go to sleep with every single night, knowing that I did that because that was the only question that I asked myself before I you know got into that the biggest stage with the last two teams uh, playing and had the opportunity to do that. But yeah, that's the biggest thing for for younger guys to understand is that <clears throat> outcome oriented mindset. Um, you know, leads to failure, I believe, because you're putting the cart before the horse, so to speak, as opposed to if you just break things down in a small uh, segmented pieces throughout the day. And that's exactly, that's all we're doing with bullpens. It's all we're doing in the game. One pitch doesn't lead to the next. You know, it's not like, well, because I threw a shitty pitch before that, now that's going to have an effect on the next pitch. It's like, no. That, that pitch is over with. Now we move on to the next pitch, and I'm going to execute this pitch the best that I can. I'm going to execute this pitch the best that I can. And then we do that, so on and so forth, and it becomes extremely monotonous and boring um, to a point. But the challenge is trying to, you know, remove yourself again from the outcome and focus in on, on having the ball come out of your hand the way you want to. And, and, and extremely simple, but very, very difficult to do. It took me, like I said, it took me years to, as much as we train, you know, uh, long toss, in the gym, conditioning, uh, shoulder program, whatever it might be, the mental side of the game at the major league level really is 90% of it. Because when everybody's the same, what's the separator? When everybody's the same, we're all the same. Every, You know, I mean, like most guys are throwing – they have excellent stuff. Everybody has great stuff. Yeah. And right? different, it can be in different ways, but they're all the same right. in terms. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But what's the separator? And that is the separator, the mentality that you take out there on the mound. You watch a guy like Max Scherzer, you watch Clayton Kershaw, uh, Verlander. Um, you watch guys like Ben Sheets uh, back in the day. Um, you know, Dave Stewart, uh, Roger Clemens. Um, but, you know, Nolan Ryan, all these guys had that attitude. Like they didn't care what you thought about them. You like me? Great. You don't like me? Great. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going out there. I'm going out there to do my job. And well, your opinion doesn't matter. I'm going to mm. go out. And the other side of it too, which is, you know, a good point in all this is like when you suck, admit you suck. That's, there's no story at the end of the day. And you're not, and you're not BSing anybody. You know what I mean? I think that's that's I don't know where that just shot in from you know. No, well, it's, it's I mean that's that's the me that's the media training. Have you got that? Yeah. Have you got, have you got the media training, Mike? Have you have you got that? 
I haven't gotten any training. No. Oh, That's God. probably going to be in the uh, presentation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Four days of rookie. I feel kind of bad, though. You know, like I always enjoy these conversations with Rich, but in case people don't know, you're going through rookie training right now. It's four hours a day on Zoom. And now I feel like we're we're adding more to you. <laughs> so. No, this is enjoyable. I, this is, I can have a conversation. I, I mean, not that that wasn't enjoyable, but I mean, I was just I was sitting there the whole time. So. It's nice to be able to to talk to you guys and have a conversation. Yeah, this is like the master class. You just this is the the one on one master class. It's good, yeah. uh, but you know, so Richie, like when Mike talks about his second bullpen, this is another part of it. You know, about going, you get to spring training, you get the. Uh, I always love. I just we just had a we had Tori Lavello on, and I said, "What's the speech you're going to give to the team?" Have you ever heard any good speeches, Rich, like at the beginning of this, like the camp from managers, like that actually were good? Like I, heard root- great, I, heard, I heard a really good one from Tori Lovello, actually, in Pawtucket. in Pawtucket. Yeah, it was great. We were playing like crap. Like we just weren't, you could tell like guys, it just, there was a lack of, you know, you, you can tell when, you know, you're first to third, you take a hard turn around second base. You know, like you're going to go into third. It was kind of like jog into second, jog down to first. You know, you're going to, you know, you gr- you rolled over to second. We end up losing the game and he came in. And he just had a great speech about having pride about wearing a uniform, you know, wearing the wearing wearing a, a, a professional uniform. And I think that, you know, the way he delivered it, it had so much passion and so much just rawness about it. Yeah, and he's he's like one of the most sincere people you ever meet. Yeah, and, and knew he meant it. Like it wasn't just you know it wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't a canned speech, and uh, it was awesome. So yeah. I mean, that one really stuck out to me. And it, it wasn't in the big leagues; it was in AAA, and it was great. It was you know it doesn't matter where I guess <laughs> where you're playing. Or again, it goes back to what I was saying. It's just you know you have the opportunity to 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 wear a professional uniform and now a major league uniform. Um, but there is, there's a lot of pride in that. And uh, anyway, that was, that was one. No, that was a good one. And because like, you know, at the beginning of every spring training, the managers usually address the team. We address the entire, everybody in major league camp. And so I asked Tori, I said, okay, give me your, give me your cliff nose version of your getting on the stool, the Rudy speech. And he was great, man. Like, he's like, yeah, they let the Dodgers spend their money. I'm paraphrasing, but it's yeah, yeah, let the yeah. Dodgers spend their money. Let the Padres spend their money. Let the you know let them let them buy teams. He actually said it. Let them buy their teams, and we'll take care of our business. So anyway, yeah. the first when you get there, and you're going to get this speech, and you're going to have all this newness, and you're going to have the major league coaches and everything, and all of a sudden now you're running through and you're and. Like it's human nature, I would imagine. Like this is the it's not the first impression, but it's the first impression this year as a member of the forty man roster. And it like Rich, can you give any advice in terms of that? Of like and the the obvious advanced advice is just be yourself, don't do too much. But still, it's right, it's human nature to go out there and be like, Hey, I'm amongst the big boys now. I have to show I'm one of the big boys. Well, I mean, I think the other side of it again is that the intensity and the effort is, is always, that never is, um, can't compromise on that. You know, uh, there's that, that for me is always a constant. It's something that is always going to be there. And that's, that's part of the reason why I'm still playing into age 43 is, is because of that effort and, uh, you know, the work ethic and the consistency of the work every single day in spring training. And, And we've all woke up and, 
in the morning and said, you know, I don't want to do anything. I feel like crap, but you, you know, you drag yourself to the gym and you get there and you show up and you start working out and it's like, okay, you feel a little bit better and you feel, and you feel good after you got through the day, even though not every day is going to be, you know, uh, obviously exciting. Well, every uh, day in Bradenton's exciting. It's a, it's a scientific fact. Isn't but because, of, but because of the way we feel in spring training, it's you know it's 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 a long day. There's a lot of new uh, stimulus, uh, you know, and I and I think this camp, you know, things will be ramped up a little bit more, and guys are going to be expected to, uh, you know, one of the things that I get excited about is is just to see guys make mistakes and then do it again and do it again and do it again and not like make a mistake and then run to the back of the line and not, you know, you make a mistake, you throw the ball away, get up, do it again, do it again and keep doing it until you get it right and then do it right again and then do it right again and keep reinforcing it because, again, all these little things matter. They all matter. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just – I don't know. Those are the type of things that spring training brings about because there are, you know, ups and downs, ebbs and flows of spring training. Uh, there's cut days, guys get sent down and, you know, obviously it sucks, but the, the part that I would tell myself when getting sent down from major league spring training is don't go down there with a full diaper, just keep doing your work because it doesn't matter if it's in again, field seven, uh, you know, Major League Spring Training, PNC Park, uh, you know, the local uh, inner city league team. You're the same guy everywhere you go. It doesn't – you can't compromise that. Um, you know, Francona gave a great speech uh, in 2013 um, just talking about respect for – Cleveland? Yes, yeah. Okay. His first year in Cleveland. His first year in Cleveland, yeah. It was a great speech just about uh, – you know, uh, respect, obviously, for everybody. There are guys that are on the team. There are guys that are uh, fighting for jobs uh, in the clubhouse and just have respect for one another um, and understand that everybody is here, uh, obviously, to accomplish a, a job and, and something that we all love to do. So be mindful of that and be respectful of each other. I mean, it was really simple, but it was just like, wow, I just had never really heard uh, it, it kind of said so simply. Yeah, well, especially coming from him, right? I mean, that's that, – that Right, with something. the gravity, the gravity right. of Boston and coming – yeah, absolutely. So how many – when you were up um, last year, Mike, how, how many days of per diem, Major League Per Diem did you get? Um, nine days. Ooh, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it was a good chunk. It was the biggest paycheck I'd seen in minor league ball, yeah. Oh, really? Is that true? Nine days of per oh, diem yeah. was the biggest check you've oh. seen? Yeah, yes. hey, I, they got it. They got it. That's what baseball has. This has got to be another where baseball isn't boring podcast. They got to start. Oh, and per diem? Not, I mean, yeah, per diem, but I'm talking trainers, coaches, uh, minor league players. Uh, oh, being paid. Being paid. Yeah, I mean, where where the industry as a whole is behind the times. Anyway, that was a side note. Sorry. No, no. Well, this fortunately, fortunately, we could have another whole episode on that. Why aren't guys paid more? Because I got a yeah. good story on that. When the Red Sox were going to Japan, they almost boycotted it because they were, the coaches were supposed to get more money. Supposed basically supposed to get more. Uh, you were you around? No, you weren't there for that. Two thousand eight. So. No. They were, they I, were heard pro- about, I heard this story. It's one of oh, the yeah. Stories. They were promised 40 grand 
to go to Japan and they weren't going to pay the coaches and some of the coaches didn't even make 40 grand. So yeah, some of the bullpen catchers and coaches and stuff like that. They sat out, sat out, they sat out and then. Oh yeah, I was there. I almost missed a flight to Japan. Believe me. Um, But uh so what? So the, this is the, speaking of another podcast. What the, the the nine days? The nine days of glory of per, Major League Per Diem. Did you like? Did you spend it all in one place, or did you save it, or did you? What do you, what do you do with it? Did you eat, actually eat with it, or what happened? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was it was meal money and might have been something else mixed in, but it was like. It was a good chunk of change, and it was just spread out because it was on a uh, like a prepaid card. So I was just using it through the whole year for like DoorDash and what else, whatever else I needed. So it was like that was really nice. It took care of a lot of my food expenses for that year. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. What, not, what different nine days makes? I, oh, yeah. Some uh, some unnamed um, unnamed players when they get to major league camp for the first time, um, they get the per diem. And let's just say the conditioning goes the other way by the time uh, from March 1st to uh, March 28th. So, and, you know, live and learn, like live and learn. I mean, I, mean, I, I think that uh, Raphael Devers has done all right for himself since that first spring training. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but so Mike, do you have any, I mean, do you have any other questions for Rich as long as he's here? I mean, I know that you guys in a couple of weeks will be together, but. Um, and if you don't, that's okay. Or Rich, do you have any questions like how to do Instagram with for Mike or yeah. like anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> I know I need to still get Venmo. Uh, have Venmo. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. You don't know how to do Venmo? Yeah. I can show cash, you how to do it. We can practice rate. if you want. Huh? We can practice Venmo if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. Oh uh, yeah. Are you excited for spring training? Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Yeah. I mean, every spring training, I feel like has got to be, you've got to prepare like it's the biggest one. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love, I love the sound of the cleats on the concrete before you get to the grass. And then when you get to the grass, you can feel the cleats going into the, into the grass, cutting through the grass, into the dirt. Uh, crunch. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Cause you're from Connecticut. So oh, yeah. it's not like, you know, talking to some of the guys from, you know, Florida, Texas, or California, Arizona, they're like, ah, I don't know. I wear cleats all off season. So I don't know what you're talking about. What, what are you, so what's the go-to? I mean, here's, here's where you teach Rich a little thing, same thing or two. Forget about Instagram. Where do you go in Bradenton? Like what's um, as far as food. Yeah. Or- what's the go-to? Give me your power rankings. Can't Beach be Waffle House. house. No, be, well, another house, Beach House, is really good. It's on, uh, it's it's near B- Bradenton Breach, Beach. Um, it's oh. over the bridge into like Anna Maria, Longboat Key area. Beach House is really good. Sandbar is another one that's great. The tables are on the sand. Like anything on oh. Anna Maria, I'm all in on. Yeah, um, like a great, great place. That place, and then uh, down by uh, St. Armand's Circle there. Is that my right yeah, one? Yeah, Sarasota. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a yeah. little bit further south, but if uh, Anna Maria there is uh, closer, that sounds like a pretty good place. Well, so, so right. speaking of teaching rich stuff, do you? So, actually, tomorrow this is a very pirate centric week here on the podcast. Tomorrow, I have on um, the social media director for the pirates as as part of a social media um, podcast, 
And and uh, I wanted to ask her about making like she, they're they're doing a great job. Like, have you noticed this, Mike? Like the, the pirates have dominated social media this off season, right? Yeah, no, they've done a really good job. They started like promoting their their minor league guys on top of like you know the hype video they made of Rich and the, and the big league stuff and the highlight video of McCutcheon when he got signed. Like that stuff's cool. That stuff like it, it, it's exciting to see that stuff. Well, first of all. Um, like paid five, a lot of money, paid a lot of money for that hype video. Yeah, right? you did, you <laughs> oh, did. And <laughs> it's you're the only person that basically you had to fax the fax the hype video to you for you to see it. I mean, it's, it was, it was, somebody was trying to send it on uh, what is it? Uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was a great hype video, and 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 I mean, I think it was the first. Well, it was the best Rich Hill hype video I've ever seen. I don't know. Right. Is that oh, correct? It, it, it took me a while to put it together. So let me tell you, no, I, I, yeah, look, I saw it. Great. Uh, let's get it going. <laughs> okay. So, so again, if, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to like, if I'm going to help here, we, 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 we talked a lot of pitching, but Mike, you got to help him with social media. If you sit, do sit next to him by the end of camp, I want a rich Hill TikTok account, please. Because um, he just – are you on TikTok or no? I, I, I don't like TikTok. All right. Just Instagram. All right, Instagram. I'm on because, Instagram. I have, I have Instagram. Oh, you do? But yeah, but I'm private. I don't, I don't do – I don't Did really you do it when you went to Scotland, when you saw the Loch Ness Monster, did you put it on Instagram? Oh, I should have. That's a good point. I could have – you know, I had a nice picture of uh, Edinburgh Castle, uh, beautiful <laughs> lit up at night, fireworks coming you over the top. For so you didn't years. put it – you didn't You didn't I do any it. of that. It's on my phone. It's on my phone. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There's, there's a lot of downtime in spring training. You guys get together and put together a montage of your trip to yeah. Scotland. I, th- right. I, th- I think the challenge would be to get me to go public. But that 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 that's, that's – It's good. It's good for your brand, all right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we're that's what we're working on. It's good for you. All brain. right. Yeah. Well, listen. I hey, honestly, guys, it's it's been an honor for me. I'm not just lying. I'm not just saying that. Um, this has been really cool to hear you guys talk back and forth, and uh, and I'll be uh, I'll be cheering for you right down I seventy five. Um, I might make the trip up to Bradenton. Who knows? If you do, then you know I'm really committed. So, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and, and just chopping it up with each other. And, and, uh, and I do hope that I, I'm actually going to text Ben right after this, make sure that, uh, you guys are sitting right next to each other. Walker mates. Yeah. Walker mates. <laughs> there you thank go. you, Rob. Thank you. It was, uh, always enjoyable as always from the baseball is not boring. Isn't boring. <laughs> Isn't we boring. Well, what, what is, so Mike, you still have your t-shirt. I give you a t-shirt, right? I do. I still have it. I got it in the field. It's a good t-shirt, right? It's a great T-shirt. Oh, Xander Bogarts loves it. That's his favorite T-shirt. It's like it really makes the triceps pop. You know, yeah. <laughs> still waiting on mine. Oh, you're still waiting on yours? You still know waiting. what? I'm well, a big hat guy too. Well, I know. Well, that was the thing. I just talked to the people today. The hats are on the way because of you. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. We'll get. We'll great. get. Believe me, that that Pirates clubhouse is going to be full of, and we're going to make it in the Pirates colors. So baseball isn't boring in pirates colors. There you go. That'd be sweet. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys.